Dan O'Donnell here. It's another edition of The Difference, the intersection of politics and economics with Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex. And Dave, all summer long, really all year, we have been the beneficiaries of some serious economic tailwinds. But those tailwinds can very quickly turn to headwinds, can't they? Yeah, they really can. And you look at where we were from the bottom, Dan, a year ago, almost October of last year, it's been a heck of a rally. So you've got valuations starting to peak up and get to people's attention about how high can we go from here. And at the same time, we're seeing the 10-year Treasury start to turn around. Why is that happening? Because we saw a CPI report that was showing that some of this stuff is starting to anchor. So, yes, we did see some food prices come down. We saw the annual rate come down from 9 to about 3 to 4%. But it's starting to anchor. And what that means is that these rates can stay higher for longer. The Federal Reserve may not lower rates anytime soon. And that is really what's starting to go into people's ideas of how they value things. And when you look at the 10-year Treasury, you say, all right, let's use that as a barometer of stocks, of bonds, and of real estate. And look, at you have you can go to a money market right now, Dan, and get 4 to 5%. So some money is sitting on the sidelines. All of these can turn into headwinds. And then look at the other stuff in the labor market. You saw, of course, the UAW is talking about striking. That could put some pressure on the unemployment market. And then I don't know if you saw the story about UPS workers demanding $170,000 yeah. a year to drive a truck. So, I mean, the labor market is going to be a big part of the story. The labor market is strong. Right now, in fact, you could argue that it's the strongest it's been in in quite some time. We are still, however, facing, especially here in Wisconsin, which I think has sort of been an undercovered story, we do face a significant skills gap in that we do have a lot of people working. I also maintain, uh, Dave, tell me what you think about this, that a lot of the jobs that we're seeing, uh, quote unquote, created, are people who are being forced to take second jobs because what did we see just last week? It is costing, on average, the average American family, $700 more per month on basic expenses than in 2020. So under the Biden presidency. So I I think a lot of these jobs are people taking second jobs or, say, a spouse who stayed home with the kids being forced into the workforce because of the rising expenses. So you have that dynamic where people are being forced in their second jobs. Now you have the employer's dynamic where they have to hire people. Well, that costs money. You have to retrain people. You have to keep people, you know, you have got to give them better health care. You've got a cost to go up. You've demand for more PTO. So the employers are feeling the pressure. The employees are feeling the pressure. So it is not all roses at this point. You have to look at that and say there's pressure on companies' bottom lines. There's pressure on individuals' bottom lines. And that is going to be a big part of the conversation as we head into the election next year. Because as you know, people vote their pocketbooks. So this will be a big part part of the conversation as much as we have two presidents that are under scrutiny legally right now that's not good for the country either no it's not and in fact this week we had yet another indictment of former president donald trump this time in georgia fulton county prosecutor fanny willis charging him and a number of co-conspirators his legal team rudy giuliani mark meadows his chief of staff at the end of his presidency also jenna ellis another high profile trump attorney a number of others 41 different criminal counts 
as part of a conspiracy to overturn the election in Georgia. Uh, I'm still struggling to see a difference between what Trump was alleging with respect to votes that shouldn't have been counted in Georgia but were, and Stacey Abrams, who ran and lost in 2018 and again in 2022. But in 2018, she spent, well, she spent now five years claiming that that election was stolen from her without presenting a single shred of evidence that widespread organized voter suppression uh, cost her the governorship in her home state. Mm -hmm. But this raises an interesting philosophical and constitutional question. Let's say for the sake of arguments, Dave, that Trump, and I'm not even going to give credence to the New York case, I think that is beyond flimsy, mm -hmm. statute of limitations ran, the prosecutor overstepped his authority by trying to make federal crimes state crimes, that indictment is not going to produce a conviction. If it does, it's going to be overturned almost instantly. The Georgia case, while I believe it's without merit, theoretically could produce a conviction, and theoretically that conviction could stand. Let's say this hypothetical. Donald Trump runs. He's the nominee in 2024. He wins the presidency. Let's say he is convicted in Georgia. If he's convicted in either of the two federal cases against him, right. if he regains the presidency, he can simply pardon himself and everything goes away. Right. A president does not have the authority to pardon in a state case. The governor or parole board or pardon board or whatever uh, – organization but it flows from the governor it flows from the executive branch of that state let's say brian kemp who is a republican a huge trump opponent refuses to pardon him <laughs> could you imagine the chaos and discord you would have if the president of the united states is sitting in a georgia prison yeah it's good fodder right it's it's good discussion but think about what that really means around the world. First of all, the United States dollar is the world's currency. Okay, That yeah. would have worldwide effects. And if the currency that everyone uses to trade commodities is under pressure because it's a circus here in this country, that's just one of those things. You look at, for example, what the interest rates are at here in the United States. When we move interest rates here in the United States, other countries, especially third world countries, have got to do something, otherwise their currency gets devalued. And so now you're going to have more pressure on countries around the world. And that's it. That's very macro, very 30,000 foot. But then you yeah. have, for example, the military idea of saying, what a shit show. Can I think I can say it's a podcast? Yeah, it's that, a podcast. All right. You, what a shit show here in the United States that we're having. Does that put us in a position of weakness? Let's forget about the sideshow that all of that is. Does this really happen? And do the American people allow it to happen, right? Do they actually vote for a guy into office that is in that predicament? Or on the other side, on the Democratic side, the pressure that Biden is in because his son? There is a possibility that the American voters say enough is enough and don't actually get to this point. But we'll have to see because a year out, it looks not good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, it looks like... No matter what happens, I'm I'm already looking at the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee as possibly the site of a whole lot of unrest, a whole lot of just I mean, what honestly, what happens 
if we have a, a Republican presidential nominee who is not only under indictment, but criminally convicted, what if he is sentenced to prison? Yep. Which I think is highly Can we do better? Dan, can't we do better? I mean, right. As a I nominee? Mean, yeah, as, as a nominee. And here, here's the other I thing. Think I so. think I would hope so. I, I think somewhere down the line, it might be the famous Dave Michaels made the analogy between an MVP quarterback and the president. Right. I think was pretty good. Right. Yeah, it is. I think it's actually excellent. Uh, Producer Dave of the Dan O'Donnell Show fame said at the end of Tuesday's show that you can just as you can thank President Trump for being, I I thought, a very effective president. uh, I thought a very strong leader, a very capable leader. You can thank him for what he did but realize that it's time to move forward. And as part of that analogy, what he said was you can thank Aaron Rodgers for winning four MVPs, winning a Super Bowl championship, keeping the Packers relevant for 15 years, but still be thankful he's now on the New York Jets. Yep. Still say, okay, that time was fantastic, but that time is over. It's time to turn the the playbook over to Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah, it may be time, and that's why I think maybe the American people might have a better idea. I just, I don't have any better idea than you, but uh, I think well, this is going to be a very interesting next year. But as I said, it has macro effects, and those macro effects will affect everyone's bottom line down to individuals going to buy milk and eggs and fill their gas tanks up when this happens. So this is where economics and politics are really connected, more so I think over the next 12 months than we have seen in a long, long time. So people going to the grocery store are are likely to continue to pay more because of what's happening in China. And this is all tied together to what is happening in Europe. Do they recover? What is their currency like? Have they bottomed out and are they headed in the right direction? And at the same time, China has a deflationary environment. They are lowering interest rates in China to try to get things going. All of this goes, boy, oh boy, there's a lot of moving parts in a portfolio right now. But fun stuff uh, aside, uh, politics is, is where you're at, and you're going to have a great next year, including uh, what's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I mean, you're going to have so much stuff well, to talk start, about over the next, next 12 months. Week. Yeah. I mean, right. my goodness, it's it starts literally next week. I'm going to be at the Republican debate in Milwaukee. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, this is the sort of stuff that we live for, and It's just unfortunate that, look, I don't think, regardless of what you think of Trump, regardless of what you think of Biden, there is no one who can tell me with a straight face that these indictments were not timed to disrupt the presidential nominating calendar and to ensure that Donald Trump on trial is the biggest story of 2024 and not the presidential election itself. 100%. This is all created. You're telling me me this Georgia case, it took two and a half years to investigate. I read through the entire indictment. All of this information was essentially known within months of the January 2nd, 2021 phone call between Trump and the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. There, There is nothing about the January 6th indictment coming from the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, that was not known almost instantly after January 6th itself. The the timing of this is just so beyond transparent that it is, it is frankly maddening that we have the government 
at both the state and federal level using its prosecutorial power and prosecutorial discretion in such a way that it is very obviously attempting to interfere with a presidential election. I, I just I don't see how you can tell me, oh, no, 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 no. They just had all of this information come to them. OK, I get the Mar-a-Lago case. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That, too, however, they knew Trump had classified documents after January 20th, 2021, when he left office. OK, this is also, by the way, the first time in American history that the Presidential Records Act, which was enacted in the late 1970s following uh, Richard Nixon's resignation, the first time ever that this was essentially treated as a criminal statute, that, that we're sending the FBI uh, after a president, of the, a former president. I mean, it's just, it is beyond comical. And let me just jump in before we wrap up here. This has economic effects. Fitch downgraded the United States Treasury and their ability to right. pay. And this conversation, what's happening, is all part of that. And when they start to downgrade the government, right, the next thing that they're going to start doing is downgrading banks. That's the next step in what could happen. And that is the next wall of worry that people are going to have to put on their agendas now more than ever. Make sure that you know what's in your portfolio. Why is it there? What is your asset allocation? Are you in the right spots? Did you have a bunch of tech stocks? Do you need some energy stocks? Whatever the situation may be. With a fee-only fiduciary, those are important words, that's using an independent custodian like Charles Schwab or Fidelity and has a team of experts. I'm talking about CPAs, lawyers, CFAs, PhDs. That's what we bring to the table. This could get hairy over the next 12 months. Make sure you know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. And as we always say, to work with and uh, have someone work for you as a fee-only fiduciary is AnnexWealth.com. It's the place that you can get a comprehensive review of your portfolio absolutely free. It's called a wealth metric. Again, AnnexWealth.com. He's Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex. I'm Dan O'Donnell, talk radio host extraordinaire. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management. It's producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice, or recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.